There's a solitary, humble, wooden structure on a windswept hill in rural New England. To open the door is to engage our minds, our hearts, and our imaginations. In this place, preachers and professors, past and present, come alive as they walk the aisle, ascend the pulpit stairs, and teach. From theology, from history, and from the Word of God, welcome to the Saybrook Meeting House, an audio production of Saybrook Ministries. Fellow citizens and fellow Christians, again we are called to mingle our sorrows over the ashes of the dead, and it is not with any ordinary emotions we meet around the remains of our departed friend. For God, in calling him, has spoken to us in a tone of unusual solemnity. By one breath, he has blown away the blossom and blasted the fruit. By one stroke, he has broken down the pillars and scattered the ornaments of the temple of virtue. Think not that I stand here to eulogize the dead or as a hireling to embalm the memory of one who fell the victim of vice. Mine is a more pleasing and hallowed office it is to pay for myself and my fellow citizens' friendship's last offering to a virtuous man, and by a simple narrative of facts to lead you all to emulate the piety of his life and thus be in preparation for the peacefulness of his departing hours. When any of our friends are removed from us in the providence of God, there is always something of that cloud and darkness which is round about the divine throne accompanying the dispensation. But when one who, like Abraham, was the friend of God, is taken, there is something so mysterious that it strikes upon the attention with a holy reverence and awes it into a humble resignation to the divine will. And it cannot repress an inquiry into the cause. And we must own that in our present state of imperfection, we are unable by our unassisted reason to search out with any satisfaction the dark and wondrous dealings of Jehovah. But with the Bible in our hands, we can draw aside the veil and roll back the cloud and behold the development of the mystery in the cheering truth that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. Here then let us pause to behold the goodness and severity of God. Goodness to him who is gone, severity to us who remain. Yea, blessed be God, our friend is gone from the evil of this world to the unsullied joys and glories of another. Scarcely one year had elapsed since our departed friend took up his habitation among us. And I feel assured that I express the sentiment of all who knew him in saying that he enjoyed, while he lived, 
and shared as largely in his death as much private affection and public esteem as any among us. There was a secret something. I cannot call it a mere natural amiableness, but there was a secret something, a blending of native loveliness and heavenly piety that triumphantly won its way to the heart and held it in a pleasing, a profitable, and honorable bondage. There was much in his early instruction that prepared him for this distinguished excellence of his manhood. Like Timothy, he was early taught the scriptures and enjoyed the blessings of an enlightened and pious parental example. It was not, however, till about a year ago that, overwhelmed with a conviction of his ill deserts, he was induced to flee for refuge to the Lord Jesus, the only citadel of the sinner's hope. From that time down to the hour in which his eyes closed in death, he manifested an unwavering attachment and a uniform obedience to the commands of his Savior. His religion was not of that kind which obtrudes itself like a passing meteor upon the eye of the stranger, but it shone with a steadiness and luster that said, Heaven has kindled my fires. In his secret and private devotions, he was regular, earnest, and spiritual. There are some present who can testify to the uniformity which, under every difficulty, marked his private worship. You, his friends and acquaintances, cannot forget how in his office he poured out his heart in humble intercessions and joyous thanksgivings before God. It was not only when he traveled the smooth and easy path of life, but when he descended the craggy steeps which lead down to the river of death, that the power and excellency of his religion appeared. When violent disease came upon him as a strong man armed, he feared not the result, for he was prepared. The conflict was severe. It was fierce and powerful for a strong constitution on the one hand and a violent disease on the other made it like the conflict of two giants. His disease was as insidious as it was powerful. For a space it seemed to have given back when suddenly it would rise in its strength and excite that momentary irritation which is inseparable from acute diseases. The next moment, however, gave his mind the mastery, and he sincerely mourned over his weakness. So far as I can learn, in all seasons, when free from pain and his thoughts were turned to religion by his pious friends, an unearthly joy would light up his countenance and illumine every feature. But now, death has put a veil upon that glory. Death has not quenched it, for yet the hour will come when he shall come forth in glory and be transformed from glory to glory as by the Spirit of our God. Go then, my friend, 
my brother, to thy bed. Go in peace. And when our eye falls on the white stone that marks thy resting place, we will write upon it. Here lies the remains of Robert N. Strong, M.D., who, as a man, was kind, amiable, and virtuous. As a companion, was frank, generous, and affectionate. As a physician, was skillful, benevolent, and attentive. As a Christian, was decided without austerity, liberal without indifference, devout without parade, and enlightened by the example of his Lord and Master. An address delivered at the funeral of Dr. Robert N. Strong, October 28, 1829, by the Reverend G. W. Ashbridge. Thank you for joining us this week at the Saybrook Meeting House. We hope you've been blessed by today's podcast. Saybrook Ministries' mission is to provide didactic and devotional content from the Christian faith delivered to the saints, recovered and refined by the Protestant Reformation. Be sure to visit saybrookministries.org for continually updated Christian content designed to inspire and invigorate our imagination and intellect. Join us next week for another journey to the Saybrook Meeting House. Until then, may God bless you.